With one hand, we reach back to the tried and tested principles which have dethroned principalities and powers. And with the other, we reach forward to the purpose, the power of God for a new generation. So now I pray for you. I pray that every person that experienced hurt, loneliness, difficulty because a table that at one time was full and the house was full and now it's, it's just you. Everyone, everyone who had an empty seat at your table, but you fought through it because you're thankful, you're grateful that you know where they are. And soon and very soon, the circle will be unbroken. By and by, Lord. By and by, there's a better home waiting for all of us in the sky. Lord, in the sky. Jesus, I pray that a spirit of discipleship, a, a spirit of discipline would come upon all of us in the mighty name of Jesus. That we would not through the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. We, we thank you that we will not, that, that we will not surrender to the dictates of our flesh and get ourselves in a position during the holidays that we'll have to dig ourselves back out of. Amen, amen. And all the pain that comes with that. So, Jesus, we just ask you that already as our hearts and our spirits are leaping into 2024, 5784, the year of an open door, that, God, you will help us close wrong doors so that you can open right doors. And that comes through our discipline, Jesus. Jesus, we love you. Forgive us for all the ways that we've gotten it wrong. Lengthen our cords. Let vision ever be increased in our personal lives, for our families, for our communities, for our church, for all of its ministries. Lengthen our cords. We're by no means finished yet. And as Caleb Standing in front of the promised land, we declare, give us this mountain. Yes, God. We are more than able. Yes, God. Lengthen our cords. Yes, God. I feel it happening right now. Yes. Lengthen the cords of our influence. Yes, God. Oh, God, let us be an influencer for you and for your kingdom. May that be our heartbeat. 
increase, lengthen our effectiveness yes, God. for your kingdom. Yes, God. Oh, God, give us ten times the souls this coming year that have been brought into your kingdom this year. Thank you, Lord, for keeping us holy in our attitudes, in our speech, in our actions, in our attire. Keep us holy. Lengthen our cords into our family through the salt that we are make our family thirsty for living water Jesus save our families we pray deliver them and as Miss Elisa admonished us God let us not forsake the gathering of ourselves together. Let us not be more faithful to work than we are to church. Let us not be more faithful to school than Sunday school. Lengthen our cords. Oh God, strengthen our stakes. As I embark on this teaching series let there be laid an unshakable and unmovable foundation in your eternal and everlasting word. Strengthen our stakes, our relationships, our families. God, please, Don't let anyone in our family ever know what hell looks like. Please, Jesus, we we plead with you, King Jesus. We plead with you, and we plead the blood of King Jesus over our families. Keep them safe until they're able to say yes to you. Increase the borders of our habitation. These things are never satisfied. The grave, the earth thirsty for water, the barren womb make us revivalist God. I'm reminded of your great servant who said, Jesus, if any person enters hell, let them have to climb over us to get there. Let us be that barrier holding up the cross of Christ. Spread out your kingdom. 
Make your name glorious. Father, we rebuke every spirit of timidity, of backing down. We don't seek to kill those that oppose us. We seek to win them into your kingdom by showing your love and your power, by displaying your mercy, and by giving your grace. Lengthen our cords, strengthen our stakes, increase our borders. Let there become more of us than there are of them. And God, keep us from evil. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our sins for they are many. Let us not fall into temptation, but by your outstretched and mighty right arm, deliver us from the evil of this present age, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the pride of life. Curse it within us. Curse it be the lust of the flesh within our being. No more failing preachers. No more failing families. No more failing moms and dads. Give us the altar again. Heal our souls. Keep us from evil. The evil of this present age. The spirit of laziness. We rebuke it. The spirit of apathy. We rebuke it. The spirit of sadness. We will have no part of you. Place your hand upon us for good. Let us do something, Jesus, besides go to church, sing songs, listen to sermons, and go home. Let us actively involve ourselves in the forward movement of this miraculous body of Christ to which you have attached us for your own glory. Increase, 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 increase our stature, increase our stamina. 
Increase our prayer lives. Increase our hunger and passion for your word and your people. Forgive us for sins of omission. Those things we knew to do and we just didn't do it. For they are many. Forgive us for sins of commission. Things we knew not to do. And your blessed Holy Spirit, which we plead with you, please, please don't take your spirit from us. Please. Please. Don't write Ichabod over our hearts. Help us to live the disciplined life of a believer and lay aside every weight of sin that so easily besets us. But let us run, not walk, not loiter. Let us run this race with patience and virtue. Godliness. Wash us in your blood again and again and again. We need thee. Oh, we need thee. Every hour, we need thee. Increase our habitation keep us from evil and my great God right now in this holy and sanctified powerful moment place no other hand upon us But God, we plead, place the nail-pierced hand of Jesus of Nazareth, our conquering King. Touch us. Place your hand upon us. Anoint us with power, perseverance, patience, We love you, Jesus. Just takes the next 30 seconds and vocalize and verbalize your love for King Jesus. Come on, vocalize your love for King Jesus. Shout it to him like he was about to get away without hearing you. Tell him how much you love him. Now, Lord Jesus, We set ourselves in agreement. In this year, when agreement is essential, we connect ourselves willingly, freely, of our own volition. We connect ourselves not only to you, but to each other. 
when one stumbles, we will not be quick to push them down. We will be quick to lift them up. We will will not expose. We will cover. We will not reject. We will restore. Yes, yes, yes. For you, Lord, our shepherd, we have no want. You make us to lie down in green pastures. You lead us beside still waters. You restore our souls and you lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake. Listen, look at me. Trouble will arrive as an unwelcome visitor at every door. And yet, the psalmist said, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, here it is, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod, your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Just scoot over. Take one step over and say, here, to whatever enemy you've got, sit down right here and learn of the Lord. For he is meek and lowly. His burden is light, but he is mighty to save. He loves you. He died for you. He rose again from the dead. He can change your life. He's changed mine. We fear no evil, for thou art with us. Thy rod, thy staff, they comfort us. Thou preparest a table before us in the presence of our enemies. Thou anointest our head with oil. You know, that's a promise. Just put your head, hand up there to your forehead and say, I am anointed. I am anointed. The epistles say that you have an anointing from God. And it is without repentance. Now look at me. Do you know what the anointing in actuality was? It was a touch with residue of the power of God. The anointing is always symbolic of God's omnipotence, of his ever Always more than enough power for anything. Just put your hand up there again. Say, he has anointed me. Kings were anointed with oil. Priests were anointed with oil. For power to fulfill their calling. God's power. Now just say, I have it now. I I am anointed anointed. with supernatural power. If God be for me, who can be against me? Let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. Place your hand upon us, O God. 
give us of your free spirit and anoint us with your mighty power. Touch our lips with coals from the altar. May we speak your praises. May we declare your goodness. Let our mouths be as the tongue of a ready rider, ready to ride across the everlasting annuals of time and history beyond space and limitation. Let us shout your goodness. Oh, God. Now, Lord, take every sickness. Take every sickness. Be gone. Calm every troubled heart. Energize every weary spirit. Let the joy of the Lord be our rear guard and reward. And our strength. Now, Lord. We thank you because we are unworthy. And that's why we say, thou art worthy. Thou art worthy. Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory, glory and power. Glory and power and praise for you have created all things created. You have created all things. And for your pleasure, we are created. Thou art worthy, O Lord. We love you, Jesus. Everybody in 2023, when essential agreement is mandatory, shout, I agree. I agree. Amen. You may be seated. I'm going to give you five things in five minutes. Put five minutes on my clock. Those of you in unbelief. I want to give you five thoughts on abundance. Are you ready? If you're going to have abundance, number one, you're going to have to understand that that obedience is the action of abundance. God's miracle is manifested by what he does when you simply obey. That's the reason he gives us his words to simply obey. Because when he sees our obedience, he is released to do what he does and be the God that he is. Because all of his blessings are conditional. Amen? God says, I'll do this if you do that. So God's miracles released by what you do when he obeys. And today, I have the full intention of everyone who will hear and be obedient to break off of you whatever your news feed has deposited whatever your employer has said to you and I intend to give you 
an infusion of faith. Look at your neighbor and say, you could use a faith lift. Number two, Matthew 7, 2. Shout it, Matthew 7, 2. Matthew 7, 2. With the measure or in the amount that you meet or give, it shall be measured to you again. Again means double. So 10 becomes 20, 20 becomes 40, 40 becomes 80, 80 becomes 160. Because whatever you give will come back to you again. God is always a God of increase. How come you can't ever find, and when you give, it will not be returned to you. I just want you to give so you can pretend to be holy. How come the stuff we believe isn't in the Bible? How come we believe poverty is a blessing? Have religious people taking a vow of poverty. Well, help yourself. I'm... And by the way, how much poverty is enough poverty? See, you don't really believe that. You just say that to excuse your current condition. But God sent angels to deliver us from our current condition. Okay, I got three grunts that, I don't know, y'all don't know how to handle me unless I'm shouting, do you? I told you angels were coming. I preached it. I taught it. I prophesied it. They're active right now, at least through the end of the year and probably beyond, if you learn how to activate them. Number one, they're coming to remove you out of your current conflict. If you're still messing today with things you were messing with three weeks ago, you didn't get it yet. They're here to deliver you out of your current conflict, your current condition. Say, I don't have to stay here. Say, I'm not going around this mountain again. That's it. Kaput. It's over. Done. It is finished. To tell us die. It's done. The debt is paid. The penalty is met. I am free. I don't have to put up. See, now you're responding. I don't have to put up with this. God never intended, nor has it ever been his purpose to make you poor. Now, if you can find it in your Bible, I'll believe it. But I've been through those 66 books a lot of times. I never have found it. What I can find is God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servants, spirit, soul, body, all that pertains to life and godliness. I shall not want. I, now you want to qualify it. 
But God didn't qualify. I shall not want what? Whatever you want. True enough. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Finish the verse. And all these things shall be added to you. I'm just going to rest my case right there. I'm not finished. I'm just going to rest that case right there. Amen. With the measure you give, it will be given to you again. Matthew chapter 7, verse 2. Words in red. But Summerall used to say, if you sow a thimble, you'll reap a barrel. You look like you're getting in linebacker stance over there. I didn't, didn't realize you were there. If you sow a thimble, you'll reap a barrel. Why? In the measure you give, it will be measured to you again. Increase. If you sow a thimble, you'll reap a barrel. Well, what about if you sow a barrel? You'll reap a wagon. What about if you sow a wagon? You'll reap a barn. What about if you sow a barn? You'll have to tear it down and build bigger barns. That's Bible all the way through. Somebody say, this is good. Number three, there is power resident in a seed. The life is in the seed. But unless a seed go into the ground and die, Bible, it abides alone. But if it hits the right soil, there's life in the soil. It's not only important what you give, it's important what you give to. You can put all the seeds you want right here on the floor and it will do nothing. Because seed is important. Soil is important. Number three, season is important. We're approaching the turnover of a year. Do you understand that 2023, the basic revelation, reality in Hebrew of the number 23 is death? Search it out. In your Bible, 23 represents death for resurrection. You let it die in 23, it's going to resurrect and bear fruit. Simply Bible. You with me? Say a seed has power in itself. 
think about it this way. Jesus was God's harvest in seed form. You are the harvest. He was the first begotten from the dead. He was a seed. He had to be buried. When he was buried, gone through the process of death, God resurrected him from the dead, and he bore much fruit. What better example do we need that there's power? Jesus said, go ahead, drive the nails in my hands. Laugh at me. Put me in that tomb. But I'm coming up out of there. There's resurrection power in a seed sown in the right soil at the right time. It will be multiplied back to you. Number four, heaven's resources are unlimited. If you ever learn to live so that your need is unlimited and walk by faith, you'll begin to understand that heaven's resources are unlimited. We limit heaven's resources by not activating our faith. Everything that you need, every need, he is supplying. Plenteous grace he affords. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. The more that I trust him, more love he bestows. Each day is like heaven. My heart overflows. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. Heaven's resources are unlimited. But I've given away, Joni and I, I believe 12 cars. I believe, I believe it's 12. I'm not saying that because that's any big deal. I, that's just being obedient. And, and uh, I was thinking the other day, you know, my God, Aston was complaining about my car. Dad, this is embarrassing. I said, I like this car. What? It's literally falling apart. I like it. <laughs> but she, she kept after me. And I said, I don't want to go spend money for a car. And up out of my spirit came, who said you had to? And I'm telling you what I heard the Lord say. He said, you've got enough seed in the ground but you're not expecting a harvest. One time, I gave all my shoes away. All of them, and I had a lot. That used to be a thing, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. And I was putting my shoes on one Sunday morning, 
the only pair I had left, and I was going to have to wear black shoes with a blue suit. Now, if you have that on, don't look down right now. I just always kind of felt like that looked like a bruise, black and blue. just bothered me. And, and so I was putting on those black shoes with a blue suit, and then a hole in the bottom of them. And I thought to myself, now, I better not kneel today. They'll see that hole in my shoes. Not because I was poor, but because I'm, I'm a sower. I've all, I'm a sower. That's what I do. And I said, I, I got a little aggravated. I said, Lord, when are you going to do something about my shoes? He said, when are you going to ask me? You have not because you ask not. Or you ask amiss. Well, maybe God wants me to wear holy shoes. It will make me holy. That's the wrong kind of holy. That morning, I didn't say anything to anybody. I declared and decreed my faith before the throne of God. I reminded God of seed I'd sown. And uh, a man on the platform said, could I talk to you after church? I said, sure. He said, I want you what? I remember this. Be a witness, sister. Come on. <laughs> so this is a true story. So this, this, this one. Take your victories where you can get them, Pat. They told one truth today anyway. <laughs> you remember his name, don't you? What is his name? Not last name. Started with L. Yes. Otto. That was his first name. He stopped me and he said, could I come over to your house tomorrow? I said, well, I'm kind of busy. Like, I don't want to hang out. With Jesus, I do. Like, Anyway, it's just a quirk. And I said, well, what for? He said, well, I want to take you to the mall and up out of my spirit. He's going to get me some shoes. <laughs> so he took me to the mall. We walked in a very nice store. He said, pick out as many as you want. I got three. I was, I was controlled. I got three. He gave him his card, signed it off. He went his way, I went my way, and that was the end of it. Isn't God good? He's good. So, this car situation, you know. I mean, I used to really like cars. You know, when I was young. I don't know what's wrong with young people now. They don't get their driver's license. They're 25. Man, I was waiting on the clock to strike midnight when I was 16. Parked at the BMV waiting. I'm going to get my license today. I will be driving tonight. But whatever car I had, I always took good care of it. Joni used to get a little aggravated at me because I would, I, I washed my car every day. 
I also work three jobs. Some of y'all have washed your car in six months, and you work part-time. Anyway, I, I, I understand. They're keeping time on me, so don't get nervous. I'm within my boundary here. So, so I washed it every day. Did I not? Am I still on truth here? Yes, yes. when we were dating, on a date. Yes. Yeah, sit in the car. i got to wash my car. I washed it with you. Well, well why'd you stop? <laughs> anyway, 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 uh, uh, so I'd wash it every day with water. Why would you wash a wax car with detergent? Take all the paint off of it. Hang around, I'll teach you something. Right? So I washed it with water every day, and then I washed it with a little bit of detergent, and I hand waxed it once a week. I mean, you could see yourself in it. And I, I always did that. I just like cars. Not so much now. You know, not so much. When God becomes your supply, you'd be surprised how little things that meant a lot. Just, it's just, you know. It's just the way it is. So, anyway, long story short, a guy stopped me last week and said, uh, somebody wants to ship you a da-da-da, 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 da-da-da. And I was like, well, make sure they get the color right. Because by that time, I'd believe God, you see. I'm like, okay, I, I guess I don't want to be an embarrassment. So I believe God. In fact, I had the money saved to buy two cars. And both times I gave it away. Not the car, the money. So I'm back to ground zero. Well, it looks like God do something for me. Well, say something when you've given 12 cars away. <laughs> Amen. Number five, the nature of God is to give. That's God's nature. If God's nature is alive on the inside of you, your nature is to be a giver. Amen. And watch this. It's God's nature to give to you. If you, being earthly fathers, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much, I'm quoting, how much more shall God give to those who love him? He's a good, good father. That's what he is. That's who he is. And I'm loved by him. That's who I am. Hey, thanks for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I want to invite you to tell someone in your life about the podcast. Hope you'll do it today. Head on over to iTunes and leave a review. Share it on your social networks for me. Really helps me get the word out. I'd love for you to connect with me on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram, 
No easier way for me to minister to you every day and throughout the day, and for us to join together in faith as God moves in and through your life. You can find links to all my pages at rodparsley.com. God bless you now, and I hope you'll listen again soon.